ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by two illustrious gentlemen, as I have been for the better part of three years now, Sambo and Johnny. How are you, chaps? Good. Sweaty. It's been a... Yeah. Yeah, me too, but just from literally just from sitting here for the last just five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's Have you got a single perspire, John? Bead of sweat coming running down your leg. No. Hair I've got multiple coming from the from the pits. Nice. It's I love the callback, like John, but it's <laughs> I can't I can't I can't, I can't confirm continuity. <laughs> that was a deep we can retcon that from John there. Yeah, that was from one, an man. episode like 170 episodes ago, I reckon. Johnny's yeah, pulled that was, one out of the yeah. old mine bank. Easy to remember yeah, them when they're all winners. Exactly. I do apologize. I think the, the sun's gotten worse since I started recording, and I look like some kind of heavenly apparition. <laughs> I might I might change this while you guys vamp. Go for it. Sam, well, the, Sam's the, the just reason... opened the Ark of the Covenant. It's about to melt away. Yep. And there he goes. He's melting. Or he got some water and he's gone. He's, uh, the way you got to watch the video West. show. Exactly. Absolutely. John, exactly. I know you were doing gardening. We've got a lot to get to on the show tonight, obviously, but you were doing a bit of gardening this afternoon. You said yeah, you're heading back home after we ran this morning. You know, gardening, a bit of lawn, planting a few veggies. How was it? It was Being good. a man of the neighborhood. Planted some new plants, put some fertilizer on the plants. Yes. Um, oh. Bit of weed spraying, and then when it's a bit cooler, I'll do some lawn stuff when the sun's gone there, down a bit. But it was just a, one Absolute. of those hot days. Top of the food chain, um, rural suburbia male, right there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Lots to get into yourself? tonight, chap. You said, this is it. you said you might jump on the mower as well. Did you end up jumping on? Leaving it for the, the weekend, old... John. Leaving Ooh. it for. Yeah. I like Decided that. to leave it for the weekend. Thought, get another couple of days out of this. Saturday morning, I'll hit it hard, uh, and then I will spend yep. the rest of the weekend admiring said lawn. Um, exactly. There is a lot to get to, Beautiful. though, chaps. And we've got a guest coming up on the show probably in about 10 minutes or so, uh, which will be very exciting, uh, a, a great moment for the podcast. But we've got a big one tonight. Cats v. Hawks, the preview. The final regular season game for Geelong, playing it down at Cadinia Park in the AFLW. It's the first time the Cats and the Hawks will take one another on in this format, in the W format. How are you feeling just off the top, chaps? It's like, obviously, we, we bring a whole lot of Cats v. Hawks baggage with us from the AFL men's, but like, this is a, a clean slate. How are you feeling going in? Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Uh, as, as I said, I was, as we were chatting after our run, it, it's got that feeling of a team that the Cats should should beat. But from what I've been hearing, the Hawks haven't been all that terrible this year. They've you know put a few handy victories their way. So it's going to be one of those danger games that the Cats can't just go in expecting a win. They're going to have to play well to get this win over the line. And, you know, a win guarantees a spot in the finals and a loss doesn't. So it's still all on the line for the Cats, absolutely. 
yeah it's um it's it's a little bit a little bit nerve-wracking with the overall context um it's yeah i think i think there can be some some butterflies leading into the game but uh, at the moment feeling pretty good and um pretty excited to just hopefully see more of the same from last week really yeah that'll be good more from last week if if they do what they did last week and just convert those goals no sorry those behinds into goals and it'll be a nice cruisy win but that's not how afl works at the best of times you still got to make sure you get those opportunities and take them and you know i don't think the hawks would are just going to lie over and let the cats do as we please so it's still going to be yeah, a tough mm-hmm. game but one i still have all the faith that cats can win i won't say easily win because no game is easily in aflw mm-hmm. they're all all new teams and still all fighting for that you know they all want to fight for wins and fight for positions and whatnot so it's going to be interesting mm. yeah absolutely and as you know, you look at the game against Essendon earlier this year, you just can't take any game for granted, whether it's a team in its second year, um, you know, of existence like the Hawks, like the Bombers were. So uh, I, I, it's funny, like there's been a lot made about like the the gap in quality and stuff, the gap in talent in the AFLW, um, especially once the expansion to 18 teams happened. But we've seen pretty repeatedly this year that like teams can get you, team, you know, you you can get got. Uh, so I don't know. Sometimes I think it's much to do about nothing and everyone just needs to chill out and allow the development to happen. I mean, we still get blowouts and and things in the AFL men's as well, uh, even not looking at expansion teams. West Coast Eagles have been around a long fucking time. So let's, yeah, let, let's just calm down. Let everything happen. Um, I think we've got team lineups. Johnny, has there been any sort of big changes? Um, um I've, I've, I've got the just team lineup, but there's you. no no um no information on who's in and who's out, but for the cats it all looks pretty regulation on the cat side. Um can't really yeah, no, it's yeah. all looking no, nothing nothing out of the ordinary there in the in the list. Pretty much the same as last week, unless it no, to me. make some changes. Business as think- usual. Like the emergencies listed as Melissa Bragg, Gabby Featherston, and Abby McDonald. I wouldn't have thought there'd be any need, barring injury or something. Like I can't see a tactical need to push any of those players into the lineup over players who, are, you know, are currently selected. What about you, chaps? I was pretty no. happy with how they lined out last week. Yeah, look, no. I mean, why change it if it ain't broke? Yeah. I can't see any any of them making their way in because, as we said, the team played extremely well last week as a whole and the only thing that was missing was kicking the goals. And, you know, that's That'd a thing nice. that you can fix on the on the track side. It's not a player. It's not a positional change. It's going to let you kick another goal, a few goals, unless they're like a mm-hmm. superstar full yeah. forward who's coming to scene and just, you know, blitzing everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it is now time to welcome um, our guest into the room. We're very privileged here, chaps. This is this is a big moment because, as we said, we bring a lot of baggage from our relationship in the AFL men's. 
with the Hawks. A certain year, 2008, stands out as a particularly traumatic experience. It does. For the three chaps currently on screen. (laughs) (laughs) That one sticks in my ribs, got to say, despite everything else we've won. That one really is in there like a bit of barbed wire. Um, But speaking of therapy, this is is a moment maybe of healing as we welcome to the podcast Liam. Liam from the Soaring to New Heights podcast covering the AFLW Hawks. Privileged to have you on the show. Thanks so much for coming on. No problem, chaps. Thanks for having thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, most welcome, most welcome. And Absolutely. as we, as we said, we've got a bit of a clean slate with the AFLW. So this is uh <laughs> it's a perfect time. But there, it's, it, said, there's never been a more perfect time to introduce some more trauma. <laughs> do we? I think that's the 2018 AFLW Grand Final with a lot of fondness. I think that's, yeah, well, that's true. And this is, this is true. Especially <laughs> fitting now with tomorrow. Yeah, well, well, with that day playing this week. Yeah, we, we hey, miss tomorrow yeah. greatly. <laughs> we do, we do. To, yeah, tomorrow Smith, yeah. We, we, I was talking we, about um, Ah, yes. Last game. She just announced her retirement. There's a lot of that going around this week, Mm. this weekend, as we head into this game. Like the chance, of course, if if the Hawks get up, that this is Renee Gehring's last match um, for the Cats. Um, And and as you say now, like Tamara Luke's final game, there's there's a little bit of an emotional um, stakes sort of thing riding on this. Just wanted to start off before we fire a few questions your way, Liam. Um, you guys obviously do great work covering the Hawks. I just checked out your season um, preview that you wrote. It's 138 pages of preview on the AFLW Hawks season. Yeah, absolutely. How, how did your sort of podcast come about? When did it start? Um, yeah, how, how, how's that all fit together? Okay. It's actually got quite a funny story. So initially I was just recording some data. You know, I went to the first game. I was obviously getting right into it. I figured, you know what, they're as much part of the club as the men are. I'm going to get as into them as the men are. In the end, I probably got into it more than I did the men, to be brutally honest. But I was just recording some numbers. I realized pretty quickly the the stats were inadequate and I couldn't track it all manually. So I focused on a couple of different areas being midfield combinations and a bit of stylistic stuff and then really zeroed in on midfield combinations. And I started feeding that data to Tim, who was writing match review articles. And then a couple of weeks later, you know, I think after the round four game, when I met him for the first time at Box Hill in the in horrendous conditions against the Dogs, and I sent him a message saying, hey, for next season, do you want to start a podcast together about the W? Just It was an idea that had been swirling in my head, but I didn't want to do it on my own because I had no tech knowledge or any idea what to do. So I sent him a message. I messaged what I met. Who I messaged, though, was a primary school teacher on school holidays. So what that meant is within three days, he had started testing some stuff and had a couple of episodes up to test it. So we were actually going then within two weeks. So that was actually, that was kind of the origin story. And what's really funny is actually at the St Kilda game, I bumped into him without knowing who he was because his two-year-old daughter walked in front of me chasing a football and I nearly knocked her over and tripped over her. For reference, I'm 200 (laughs) centimetres. That ends up for everybody. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bring a bit of, that sort of ruck height there. 
Um, it is. You don't want to There's a gig down there. at the Cats <laughs> men's next year. Well, We're looking for tall. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, look, we can we can definitely relate to the, you know, the, the idea of maybe getting into covering the AFLW more even than the men's. I mean, we started this podcast after the, what, 2020 men's season at the start of the 2021 AFLW season, I think it was something like that, and and yeah, we've just absolutely loved covering the W and have joked and half seriously said if we could only cover one, we'd probably cover the AFLW. Um, it's just been yeah, it's a real privilege to, to to cover it and amazing to see the growth of the league and all that sort of thing. Um, I'm gonna throw over to Sambo and Johnny now because you sound like a person who knows a bit about Hawks footy. I mean, the person perhaps who knows about Hawks footy for the AFLW. So Sambo, Johnny, open up any questions um, with this line directly into enemy territory here ahead of the game on Saturday. Well, I'll, I'll start a little a little broad, less less about the specific game and, and more just uh, uh, getting your opinion, you know, because we are very insulated here. We barely look be- beyond the, uh, the Navy and white hoops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just as an overall view from your opinion, how have you felt about the year so far? Like o- overall, you know, are you, have, has it been above expectations, below expectations? And, you know, where, where do you think you're kind of situated at the moment compared to where you thought you'd be at the start of the season? For my expectations, I think it's slightly above. Our win total is the same as last year right now with one game to play. However, our percentage has improved. And that, that tends to be the metric I really look at for how to judge a team's improvement is their percentage. If you remember in the men's a few years ago, Brisbane finished a long way down the ladder, but their percentage jumped a lot to up to about 90%. So their rise the following year was really predictable because everyone could see, okay, they've actually got a lot closer. They just need a bit more time to progress. And it's the same with us, except mm-hmm. we're a bit further away because, you know, we're only two years into the competition. So we also had a much harder draw this year. So last season, I, at the end of the season, actually calculated every team's draw difficulty by an adjusted plus minus metric which I won't go into here. Essentially, I just took out the impact of the relevant game and then fact, uh, then weighted their opponents against all their, their, their score differential from the other nine games. And it spat out that Hawthorne had the easiest draw in the competition. This year, by opposition plus minus from last season, we had the hardest draw, or third hardest draw, I should say, in the competition, playing Melbourne and Brisbane in back-to-back weeks, playing Geelong, playing the Dogs, playing Richmond, so playing five finals teams, playing that red and black lot in round one, who have obviously progressed a lot. So, you know, it's a much harder draw we've had this year. And yes, we've recruited Bates and Bodie, who are some pretty talented players. But you can't, as a Hawks fan, I don't think we can say anything other than we've met or maybe slightly exceeded expectations because we've dealt with that harder draw. And we've actually taken an attitude, unlike some clubs, hello, Michael Pryor. Um, you know what? Bring it. This is where we've got to get to. Let's test ourselves. Love it. Love right. it. That's great. Over to you, Johnny. You're, you're the next one. Next one. Um. Just thinking. Um. So, what of this? What? Who are some of the Hawks' like better players that opposition teams sort of need to keep their eye on? I'm already thinking that Tamara Smith is likely to be up in that that list of players to watch out for. Revenge game. Uh, yeah. Her second Smithy's second half of the season has been really good. Um, she's actually moved into a lockdown small defensive role. Now, having played midfield and forward for us across last season, first half of this season, and the VFLW as well. So she has actually become one of our most impressive players. We actually talked about her a lot on our last episode of The Bench. We took a deep dive a little bit into how she'd played for a few minutes. 
Uh, if you want to go through a couple, I'll give you a couple of forwards. Anya McDonald's kicked a goal in every game other than last week, so she's kicked 11 goals for the season. Uh, Greta Bodie's obviously, I don't need to go into how good Greta Bodie is. You'll, you all know that. Mm. Uh, Emily Bates, Tilly Lucas, we all know about those two. Jazz Fleming as well is really quite strong. And Charlotte Bascaran is another one to watch out for, probably playing slightly more like Jazz Fleming outside mid or wing. And then the defense as well. I want to I'll talk about Mackenzie Eadley, who's a 183 centimeter key defender who can launch the ball 55 meters. She will almost certainly go to Ashley Maloney just by virtue of size. Like it's a good size matchup. Eadley, who I think should have been nominated for the rising star the last two weeks. I'm not going to complain that our young ruck, Lucy Wales, who's got a tough matchup this week against Aaron Hoare, just with the size. Um, I do think Lucy can run around it. We'll run, run her round a bit though. Cause um, Lucy's a very athletic and mobile ruck. Aaron's obviously a bit more mature in terms of age, mm. but yeah, Eadley and then Jenna Richardson as well as a really underrated lockdown, medium sized defender, 170 centimeters. The kind of player who you just stick on the whiteboard, turns up to work, grabs a lunch pail, does a job, goes home, defend handball, go home. That's, that's Jenna Richardson basically. Nice. Yeah. Needs yeah, those players. Yeah. She'll get I, a I love what you said. Love what you said leading off, like about like taking on the challenge from your perspective as a Hawks supporter that, you know, you don't want an easy draw. You want the hard draw. You want to play the Melbournes, the Brisbane's. And that's, I guess I like it because I can relate to it. It's what we've said the last few years of this podcast uh, of whether it's the men's, whether it's the women's at the Cats. We want to play the best teams. You know, this year we weren't good enough to make finals. We didn't beat enough of the best teams. We've said it a little bit about, the AFLW cats this year where we've sort of been this perfect um, sort of temperature check for teams. If you beat the cats, you're probably going to play finals. If you lose to the cats, you're probably not going to play finals. We've sort of been smack bang in that sort of midpoint where we haven't really beaten anyone in the top eight, but we've beaten most of the teams outside of it. Um, Would love to ask you sort of uh, in terms of style of play, what should we expect from the Hawks? How, does Hawthorne prefer to play in the AFLW? What's their yeah preferred methodology on the field from where you stand? At the moment, it is a bit, it is somewhat defend first. So it is very much get the ball to ground, make it a bit of a scrap. And if we get it, go. So it is yeah. a game style. It's, that's fun to watch when we have the ball. But if you've got the football, if you're not marking it, you can expect multiple players to be coming at you pretty thick and fast. You know, there's a reason Tamara Smith is a, co- is a favourite among the players and coaches um, because she plays exactly the way the whole team wants to play. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, it's going to be... I'm, I'm guessing I'm interested from a Cats perspective. I don't know about you chaps, but like those teams that apply a lot of pressure to try and break down our sort of yeah. finesse ball movement, It's it's been a matchup that's, that we've really struggled with at, at times this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Likewise, that, that, can, that uh, bring something. Well, I love, I love to go on about the uh, the off ball structure and as well. If it's a bring it bring it to ground and go, you know we we've had patches where we can defend that really well, but uh, where we're yet to see a consistent four quarters for for my part, where I think our yeah. our structure outside the arc is uh is is good enough to repel constant sort of counter attacks. So it's it'll be really interesting. It'll be another great test. Uh, for the cats going forward, so um, I'm looking forward to it, and I am really looking forward to watching Tamara Smith play. You know, she's a she's a favorite yeah. of the pod. 
Um, and <laughs> she was always, I, I haven't, I haven't caught too many Hawks games this year, but last year uh, she was super exciting to watch. Mm. Yeah. She's a favorite of ours as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the 160 Gross. centimeters listing I think is generous, but gee, she can play footy. <laughs> <laughs> Must have some platforms and on tackle. Or something. I yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I predicted that that move. I think I said to the chaps. I can't remember if I said it on the pod or if I messaged privately. I uh, when she played her last year in the VFLW for the Cats, I said I've got a really bad feeling, chaps, that Tamara Smith is going to be the perfect player to slot into an expansion Hawks team. I think she just embodies a lot of that stuff that they're going to want to do. And lo and behold, uh, saw the announcement, but honestly couldn't have been happier for her that, that she yeah. got an opportunity at that level and, and all that all sort that of thing. Um, for her. I will yeah. say I, was, I wasn't yeah. surprised that she got suspended this year for a rough tackle. <laughs> it was like sort of something you that gotta, was going to happen take some of those. You've got to take some of those. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So what's from you? I, I actually just uh, another question sort of off the top of my head here. What heading into this game as a Hawks fan, what do you see the biggest challenge for for your team in playing the Cats? What's what's that number one thing that you're sort of looking at going, that's their strength. That's what I'm worried about stopping. Yeah. Your midfield and combine with that your forward entries. Um, you know, you've got Georgie Prasparkas in there. You've got probably my favorite non-Hawthorne player named Nina Morrison in there. And I, I just think your midfield is yeah. so strong and it goes forward so well. And then when you've got Maloney and Shear up forward as mm. well, they move well in the forward line. We've got a very inexperienced back line. That's probably where we have the least experience. You know, in the midfield, you've got the likes of Emily Bates. You've got that experience head there. You've got Greta Bodie. In the forward line, our back line doesn't really have those experienced heads. You know, Mackenzie Eadley doesn't turn 20 till January. Laura Elliott's only just turned 19. You know, Ainsley Kemp's a bit more mature, but she tends to roam up the ground a little higher quite often. Jenna Richardson's 22, but this is only her second year of AFLW and first full season. It's a very young, very inexperienced back line. You know, Kath Brown's out with an ACL. Lou Stevenson's not picked this week. It's a very young and immature back line. So I think at times it does... It does just take a split second longer for them to work out where where they need to go to cover each other, especially if one's slipped off. You know, Tamara Smith's play only playing in her first few games as a defender as well. So I think your your forward movement, especially with the way your midfield can get it forward, that and your midfield kick goals as well. Like that's that's what separates your midfield from ours, I think, is they really kick goals in our midfield, you know, Tilly, Batesy, Jazz, they've kicked, I think I haven't got it off the top of my head, I haven't checked, they've kicked two or three goals between them. You know, Nina Morrison mm. kicks, you know, a goal every second week. Georgie Prespark is not, not far behind. Just those two are just so dangerous going forward. And they mm. and especially Morrison, just the quality of their for, the forward entries they provide as well, that's what's going to make it really hard for us, especially because our back line's as inexperienced as it is. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And actually, you go through the list, chaps, of of I hadn't really thought about it in those clearer terms that Morrison's kicked five this year, um, Prasparkas three, even like players like Michaela Bowen, who sort of slips out on a wing, has two. Amy McDonald has two. Darcy Maloney has two. So no, that, that that's a great point. And and yeah, something yeah. I hadn't even noticed um, watching the. Cats well, last week we didn't we didn't have any multiple do. any multiple goal kickers. I don't think I think it was a spread. Of, it was one goal piece to. Just a, a whole spread of players. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
For sure. Um, do you chaps have any more questions or will I pose the final um, uh, piece of, of, of uh, yeah, questioning? Well, I'll, what, are you, what are you as a podcast and fan base hoping to get out of this game coming against Geelong? Obviously, a win, a win. for your side would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but in lieu of that, uh, what, are you, what are you most looking forward to after this game of the last, last game of your season? Home and away. Yeah, we're we're not making finals, mate. Um, no, 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 no. I thought he said the season, really but you said your season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've, got, we've got two players playing their last game in a Kesh McCourt who we're interviewing tonight, but the way I'm soaring to heights, that'll come out tomorrow at the time of recording. So you, it will be out by the time. Once you've seen this, it's probably going to be out pretty quickly. So it's going to come out at about 7 a.m on the 3rd of November in the morning, depending on when you guys release nice. this. So that'll be fun. And then, and obviously Tamara That's Luke cool. as well, who was a star for us in the VFLW, missed, missed pretty much all of last year with an ACL, came back, played round one, dominated round one, out of the side for the last couple of weeks, back for her last game. So at the risk of being a bit sentimental, seeing those two, seeing those two off is probably what I care about the most. And again, I just want to see... As a fan, we've got a really young squad, you know, really inexperienced squad. I just want to see growth and development. Like that, at the end of the day, if you're watching a young, inexperienced team, especially against a team who have – you guys have everything on the line this week. If you win, realistically, you're playing finals. If you lose, you're watching Sunday with the calculators out. <laughs> yep. So you guys – and how, how we stand up to a team with everything on the line – that's really what I want to look at. And just it's just the progression and development. We could lose by five goals, but if we play and show clear signs, I'll be happy. Because sometimes mm. you hold your hands up and say the other team are more experienced, they're more refined, and they were simply better on the day. But I'd love a win, obviously. Nice. I like it. I like that. Absolutely. Well, that, that great response. Sounds like us um, when the Cats first started as well, just looking for that those little little steps going in the right direction, which, like, the Hawks seem to be doing exactly. each week. Well, it sounds like, yeah, yeah you might say it, it makes sense that... Ah, I love it. Branding. Lovely. Hashtag branding. Um, yeah, no, that's a good good question, Johnny, and it, that, that actually takes care of my final question because my final question was going to be, what's one thing you want to see? But that covers it, the growth and development. Um now you're Sorry, you're getting your down to the game down at Cadinia Park, I, I believe, on the weekend. Is that is that right, Liam? Or have I got uh, the yes. wrong? Yes. So of your I podcast, actually live. Right, you got the right. I think we're both getting down, but um, you've got, you've got the right. Per- yeah. I actually live in Canberra at the moment, so I've come oh. down to all the Victorian games plus in Sydney because what else am I going to do? So I'm actually in <laughs> Melbourne now. I flew yeah. down today. Had to start work at 7 a.m., work straight through to 1, go to the airport and log back on at 4.30 and get more work done. So I came here straight, literally straight from work. (laughs) Dedicated. Yeah, I'm going going to the game. Yeah, Yeah, so borrowing mum's car, driving down to the game, spend an hour and a half drive from where I am in Melbourne. But, you know, I've already done the longer leg of the trip, which was the flight down from Canberra, which is a lot more comfortable than an overnight bus, especially at 6, 7. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, is this your first time going down to Cadinia Park? Uh, yes, our men's team have never played there, and it's obviously our first AFLW game. 
against the Cats. So, well, that men's awesome. team, I really never played there in my collection. I'm 24 for reference. So. Yeah. It's been yeah. a long time. No, fantastic. I hope you enjoyed the experience. Look at it. It's, always, it's super narrow. Super narrow. Yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll barely be Watch able to see the ground. Yeah, Watch your effort at narrow ground. That's right. It's only about 20 minutes across. Uh, (laughs) everyone should get around it longer thinner grounds um no we thank you so much liam for jumping on the podcast uh everyone should go and i'll throw that i'll throw that one back up there just so people can see the name there we go (laughs) absolutely yeah go and go and check out soaring to new heights you've got amazing player interviews coming out all the time i know you did one with tamara smith as well um but new ones you know, dropping tonight. Yep. Uh, is there anywhere else people should follow your work? Uh, just on Twitter and Instagram, it's at HFC Saw because that's the handle I could get when I created the accounts and it's Soaring to New Heights on Facebook. Obviously, it's Hawthorne content, so not sure how much a lot of your audience will enjoy it, but give it a shot nonetheless. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got player interviews. We do, a, we do a match review every week. We do player interviews. We've got plenty of trade and draft content planned out as well in terms of you know what's going to be happening you know we'll probably have a podcast not long after the season explaining the implications of the new cba for the w as well because i actually have a law degree and i read all 193 pages of that so i've studied it got notes on it annotated it tabbed it up marked it out ready to go so i've gone through all the clauses broken it down a bit and basically you know what actually matters to aflw fans you know what are the rules for season length what are the rules when when's it going to be reviewed Mm -hmm. Uh, we might actually see different list rules for season 10, for example, because there's a review coming right. just before season nine. Yep. So, yep. yeah, plenty of content like- there. Like, we're not going to stop over. So, and we've obviously got, as yep. an expansion club, we've got a priority signing period as well. We can sign three yep. players who are draft eligible. So, we're probably going to be able to mm. pre list Laura Stone, for example, who was dominant for us in the VFLW when she played a couple of games for us, despite not turning 18 till later this month. So, yeah, plenty of content yep. about there. And you guys do great work about the cats. We try and take a bit of it and focus on the W and talk about the hooks. Lovely. Well, that Love CBA it. episode definitely sounds like a really good one to get into. Yeah, as, obviously, one. us three don't have a law degree and wouldn't understand most of it. So <laughs> I could try and read it. Maybe read it. I can't understand yeah. it nor analyze it, but maybe I could read it. <laughs> yeah, I could read they it, could so. have released an audio version maybe. of it. Maybe. maybe. I would have yeah. loved that. Not a lawyer, no legal advice. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, yeah, absolutely. We're not either, but we definitely give legal advice. So just absolutely. come on. <laughs> absolutely. Anything you need to know, uh, we can sort yeah, you out. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Liam. We really appreciate it. Really hope you enjoy the visit down to Gidinia Park. Hope it's a great game. Um, yeah, might chat next season or something. It'd be great to have you back on the show and, and do a bit of crossover. Um, but yeah. Thanks so much, mate. We really Absolutely. appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Go Hooks. You're welcome. Yeah. See you next season. You're welcome. Good luck. See you next Cheers. season. See ya. Um, there he goes. Liam from the goes. Soaring to New Heights podcast. Really good stuff. I am I am going to be uh, going on and following on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, because I, I need that CBA episode. Oh, most definitely. I need, that's what and I look- need. Caps. And look, okay. even it's sometimes it's so much better to get your yeah. You know, as we've talked about before, cats should go to cats podcasts for their content. But if you want to get the mm. an, a, a broader sense of the league, it's better to go and listen to other fan fanalists 
of the team oh, you're playing. Yeah. The team, you know, in in the uh, in the AFLM when we when when it was on after the games against Carlton, I'd go to the Blues Abroad podcast. Um, you know, there's there's I had mm. ones not for every team, but for some of the teams that I you know could could stomach, I would have uh, <laughs> on the Stuart Collingwood podcast. I'll be honest, um, but I'd have another podcast I'd go on this because it's, it's super interesting. Like it's it's great when you've when you've won mm. to to go and listen to teams talk about how good you were. Uh, but yeah. even even when you've lost, yeah. sometimes it's good to go and and get a, a different perspective on what what went wrong because you know they're looking at what went right for them. So I think Maybe. it's a I think it's the better way to get a broader sense of the of the competition. So um, and certainly the out there, if, if you want okay. that, follow Liam and the Soaring to New Heights. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we're all just fans of AFLW and AFLM. And brought us, you know, it's all good to help each other out and give give all podcasts a good good viewership because you know they're all working just as hard. And at the end of the day, we just want to have a successful podcast like many other people. So support, spread the love. At the end of the day, it's just a it's just a game. It's not going to hurt. And it's not their to, fault they don't go for Geelong. They were probably exactly. born into it. All right, it's, exactly. it's an indoctrination <laughs> at this point. <laughs> It's indoctrination. I, I, I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you. There's no one else out there who wrote 138 pages on the Hawthorne AFLW preseason. Definitely like, not. Go not to even, the source. Not even mainstream AFL media people who are Hawk supporters would write that many. So, you know, you as we Probably say, not even the club. Not even the club. <laughs> And sometimes you get better analysis from fan podcasts like ourselves, like the Storing mm-hmm. to New Heights, like the Blues, Collingwood as well, most likely. So, because they're more focused on their team. And as Sam said, it's always good to get another perspective. Mm, absolutely. All right. Really enjoyed that. Let's close out the public portion of the show before we do our Patreon match predictions with one thing we want to see. We obviously heard from Liam. He wants to see that development, that growth, regardless of outcome. Um, a little bit different for us, chaps. And, and my one yes. thing that I want to see, I'll be honest, development's great, growth's great, but we're in season three of Dan Lowther era. We've had you know multiple draft classes. We've brought players in via trade, via free agency. Um, I want to see the business handled. That's what I want to see. That's the one thing I want to say. I am being outcome-driven this week, and I know that sets you up for potential pain and misery. I want to see a win. I don't really care how it comes. I just want to see four points banked. Um, I mean, obviously, I care to, to some degree, but I, I'm not ready for our season to conclude. That's what I'll say. I This team is good enough to make finals. They haven't shown it every week of this season. Let's be honest. It's been an up and at times. So I want to see a win. That's one thing I want to see and the journey to continue for at least another week. What about you, Johnny? One thing I want to see. Well, it's a tough one. And just got a formal thing on the side, and there is no changes for the Cats side and no changes for Hawks side. So all... Business as usual, as we as the team sheet was earlier released. Um, one thing I want to see, I want to see Georgie Prisparkas back a back a good week up last week with another excellent game this week. She hasn't been at a 
best this year. She's been rather inconsistent in her games, although the stats are still going to say, as we said, she's had a bloody brilliant season. It's just that consistency and keeping that efficiency up high. Um, I just want to see those two things from Prisparkas. Keep on going, continue on from last week, and also using that ball a bit more, a bit better and a bit smarter like she was last week. And if she does that, we'll get that that win that Jake wants to see. Yeah, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna leapfrog off what Liam said a little bit. Um if if their backline is as inexperienced as he says and they are in fear of our midfield and our uh, deliveries inside 50, I wanna really see us capitalize on that. I wanna see the teeth on that forward line. Love that our midfield can get goals. Love that we can spread it around. Love that we can share them. I'd love to see the, you know, Chloe Shear, Parry, um, Maloney, if she can get on. I'd love to see those those players really racking them up. Um, I want to see the, the deliveries be more varied, a bit like building on what we saw last week, a bit more of a variety of... Uh, of approach inside 50, but if we're going to continue, if this, if this kind of like bombing it a little bit and lofting it in for those forwards is a tactic that we're sticking with, then this sounds like the time when it should work. This sounds like the time when we should mm. be seeing clear, uh, clear clunked marks from Shear and Parry. So that's, that's kind of what I want to see. I want to see a really vicious forward line and, um, and some reward for effort for those entries. Nice. I like it. Love it. Yeah, no, that that's a great point. I was actually you've spoken to something I was kind of thinking, like listening to Liam say that. You know, you, as a Geelong fan, you're going well with Ashley Maloney with Chloe Shear. Let's let's see it. This is this mm. really is the rubber meets the road kind of thing. Are, are we going to finish what five and five, and be the exact midpoint of what of the outcome we could have achieved, or are we going to get up to that six win mark? Banker final spot. Interesting too. He talked about the percentage indication. You know that that percentage is sometimes the indication of where a team's at, but sometimes it takes them an extra season or so to actually capitalise on the improvement of, of their quality, their their play. When you look at the ladder, um, if you sort the ladder purely on percentage, Geelong's the fifth best team in the competition. The only teams higher. Melbourne, Kangaroos, Crows, and Brisbane. The Cats are on 130.5%. That's 15 higher than the Suns, who are the next closest. It's 18 higher than Essendon. It's nearly 30 points higher than Sydney. So that's just an interesting point that he brought up that I thought, you know, does probably pertain to this Cats season of we're seeing growth. It's happening. I think the quality is there on, on the list. I don't think you've got to go out and add players it's that's not the issue now it's a, it's a matter of these players making that next step um yeah. so yeah no i can't i can't wait i'm really excited um for this game to be honest um it's that prove it moment that the first nine games lead up to now are we going to play finals Absolutely. or are we going to miss so yeah all right let's move it on to the patreon section of the show if you want to hear and watch this part of the show go on over sign up the link is on all our social media on instagram on twitter on facebook in our bio there's a link that says patreon 
youtube.com. Go on that. It's $3.50 US per month. You get video versions of all the podcasts. You get extended versions of the podcast. During the season, we do VFL men's and women's coverage as well. So go on over, sign up to the Chap Chat Cats on Patreon. We'd love to see you over there. And as we hinted at last episode, uh, the Chaps, it's only going to get bigger. Um, the, there's the stings in the work that are very exciting. Um, so very exciting. So see you jump on board over at Patreon. Thanks, Sambo. Thanks, Johnny. Until next time, go Cats. Go, go, Cats.